0: everybody, it's Montel here, and welcome to this edition of Let's Be Blunt. My guest today was formerly a celebrity jeweler for A-list stars with clientele such as Jay-Z, Rihanna, Kevin Hart, just to name a few. And in 2019, he decided to transition into the cannabis industry and launched the premium brand Saucy Farms and Extracts in premium brand cannabis products. So please welcome Mr. Alex Todd. Thanks so much for joining us today, sir, on Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Absolutely. Let's get let back up a little bit so we can tell everybody where you came from and where you started out. How did you first off get into the 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 celebrity jewelry business to begin with? Let's back up. What's your background? Where are you
1: from? I'm from Brooklyn. So born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh grew up basically uh around the Coney Island area. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh sure. a lot of good basketball players came from there, Stephon Walberry, et cetera. But yeah, we grew up, I grew up in Brooklyn and um just honestly we just always trying to find the hustle growing up in brooklyn and we i was school really wasn't my thing i didn't end up going to college and just kind of trying to find my way and i've always been into high-end sales uh high so i I did a lot of real estate i did private jet charters uh always high-end items and uh my my family my mom's been in uh the jewelry business for the last 30 years in russia she's been traveling back and forth and, um, you know, even as a kid, I was living with my grandma, she was traveling back and forth and she made a lot of connections in the jewelry world. Um, and it just so happened that I ended up on 47th street partnering with somebody that was already dealing with, um, a lot of the celebrity ends and then brought me aboard. We partnered together. And then from there, it just, just expanded.
0: So, so now were you designing your own jewelry line or was this a, you were just selling jewelry?
1: Yeah, it was primarily the, both. We were designing jewelry and also providing uh, providing the high-end co- customers with access to watches that they wouldn't be able to walk into the store and get. So we were basically facilitators of, of high-end jewelry and watches, and we were creating our own jewelry designs and also helping people make
0: custom jewelry and things in that nature. What got you into the niche? I mean, I mean, you don't just walk up to Jay-Z and say, hey, dude, take a look at this watch I got, like the one you got on your wrist right now. But yeah. you don't just walk up to Jay-Z and say, yo, man, take a look at this watch. What do you think? You want one? How did you get involved with, like, Jay-Z, Rihanna, Kevin Hart, and other big celebrities? We int- Through introductions, obviously. You know, um, we,
1: mutual friends, were introduced and, you know, in a non-business environment. And they just later just turned into business relationships, which later turned into good, really close friendships, you know. And I think that's really important. Just like when you're doing business, it's, uh, you know, it's very important to develop relationships, not always think about making a lot of money right away, but really try to develop and, and try to build, you know, build a relationship with them. Hopefully, you know, like in, in my cases, many of the times are my, my uh, people that I do business with have turned into dear friends of mine.
0: That's right. Well, I mean, I got to tell you now, I would think that the high end jewelry business would be, you know, the pinnacle for many people, but it wasn't the pinnacle for you. I mean, you decided to leave that business. Were you, were you, had you always been interested in cannabis or what? Yeah, I've
1: been, I've been a consumer for the last 25 years. So I've been, I've been into it, you know, pretty heavy. And just for my daily basis, my life, how it helps me with, uh, you know, my stomach issues and just my daily go abouts with my daily, daily routine and, It's just the way that once I've seen that there's opportunity to bring it mainstream and bring it and bring the the beauty of this plan and medical benefits and also, obviously, the financial aspects of it being able, I feel like we can make a lot of money doing it at the same time. So decided to to venture into this and uh, something that I'm doing now 24-7.
0: And so you came up with a brand, Saucy Farms and Extracts. Tell us a little bit about it
1: yeah saucy farms and extracts is just we were you know new york tr- transplant new yorkers they're coming into uh a sector that's uh pretty you know farm heavy and we just wanted to bring kind of the new york swag new york uh, you've seen you know some of our designs and you know uh, some of the aesthetics just kind of bring like a new york swag to it and you know incorporate the best cannabis in the world which is california so it was important for saucy it really is all about quality when, 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 it, when it comes to the packaging, when it comes to the actual product, the way it's rolled, everything inside. To us, quality is the most important thing. So, so we know that quality is autonomous for California in terms of cannabis. So we wanted to make sure that our product was launched and is home-based, is in California. But we, you know, our goal is to bring that New York aesthetic to, to, to the brand.
0: And you now, you're, you're in California and Oregon right now, correct? california and oregon we just
1: signed the deal actually in massachusetts as well we're opening up our first flagship dispensary out there and we're building out a a big cultivation extraction and
0: facility out in massachusetts as well so hopefully that should be up by the end of the year so you are now in california and oregon you are just a product with a with contract manufacturers but in massachusetts you are developing your own grow and your own dispensary
1: here in California, we have our own. Uh, we have our own facilities as well. We have our own distribution, our own manufacturing, and our grow facilities. In uh, currently getting constructed, it's almost done. So we have. We'll be almost fully integrated here. Besides for the storefront, which we're looking for as well. And in Oregon, we have our own. Uh, well, not not me personally, but my brother has um, has a grow facility out there that's providing all the flour for Saucy and all the other products so we are we're so we're not white labeling so you're vertical in each each in california
0: and in, in, in
1: oregon. Correct. not fully vertical yet in cali but in oregon we're we're pretty much set up to be fully vertical
0: and in oregon you you started uh, you 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 partnered up with someone in oregon right i can't remember who it was you, you partnered up and kind of developed a high-end line it was i guess it was jim jones a high-end line of uh blunts is that right that's the capo blunt,
1: actually. That's uh, this product right here. It's, uh, it's uh, As you know, you can't have uh, tobacco mixed with cannabis products on the shelves yet. So we try to develop a product that can emulate a blunt, uh, the smoke of a blunt, the taste of a blunt. Uh, and it's a tea leaf. And it's uh, we coat it with keef and with our oil that we use in our vapes. And we use premium indoor flour. It's about a gram and a half, between a 1.2 and 1.5 grams of smoke. So that's been our best seller so far as a product. Uh, that's a capital line. And it's also in um, in in Cali, it originated. We're just about to start launching it in in Oregon as well. We just actually developed a lean product, which is what we call our lean. It's a it's a syrup to get people actually off the, the actual lean um it's thc syrup it comes in 250 milligrams and in a thousand milligrams considered a tincture that's why we can go so high on the milligram dosage it's great for medical purposes uh if you take a little bit it's great for recreational purposes and uh it's it's been actually it's we just finished r and it and it's we've been getting unbelievable reviews on it
0: now i, I back up for a second to your your ah. blood product you know ah. i'm just wondering why you chose a tea leaf and not a hemp leaf i don't know could you hear me sorry about that my dog is uh is going
1: nuts it's quarantine life uh so yeah why did we pick uh uh a tea leaf instead of a hemp leaf correct is that what you said a tea leaf instead of a hemp leaf Uh, i'm just
0: wondering just a
1: question yeah it's just because just r d wise when we were smoking them our best taste and feel came from the tea leaf
0: okay Absolutely. Just, about, just, just the way, just, just, through research,
1: just through research and development and it, just, it was just our preference. It was Jim's preference. He's, we laid out a whole bunch of different palm leaves and all different leaves that we can possibly use for his blunt and he actually chose himself the most desirable taste for himself.
0: And I'm thinking in terms of, you know, right, right now we're in the middle of this entire, this COVID pandemic, which is a respiratory illness pandemic and, you know, there's a lot of pushback, you know, calling this industry you know kind of the fake uh, essential industry because you know again respiratory illness runs hand in hand with smoking, whether it be you know cigarettes, tobacco, hemp or cannabis. So I was thinking just um, you have a lot more edible do you have an edible product line too also and uh, other delivery systems?
1: Yes. Like you said, that's like an edible, the syrup, plus we have gummies that we're launching right now, 25 milligram gummies. Um, we're also developing all different types of manufactured products, goods, as we're going along. So more of non-smokable, uh, different, we have a tinctures that we're releasing. We have creams that we're releasing. I was just on the phone with our, with our chemist talking about, cause he gave me some samples of a cream with some THC in it. And I told him the other day, I couldn't literally last night, I couldn't move my neck. And my, my chest was hurting me. I was already getting nervous. I might have COVID or something. And I put some of it on last night. I woke up in the morning like a baby. I feel great. And I told him, I was like, whatever it was that you gave me, we need to put that on the shelves immediately. It's just because it's really a miracle. I, I I literally couldn't move yesterday. And today I
0: feel amazing. That's great. That's great. Now, you know, I mean, it, this is a a pretty flooded space right now. I mean, uh, did you have any reservations of trying to launch a brand new brand, especially when you really can't promote and advertise other than in the dispensaries themselves?
1: Yeah, I think that's why I think we have a little bit of a niche here with uh, our marketing and our advertising situation, A, because we have Jim, the type of respect that that he gets from other celebrities and other endorsers. So right now you can't market, right? So the only way to market is social media right? So if you have people that are smoking your product on social media, reposting your products and making your product buzz on social, that's basically the only type of promotion that you can get. So we're, you know, you know, our game plan is all about social media. You know, we're one of those companies, we're lucky enough, one of the partners in our company is part of Rock Nation as well, OG Juan. And, you know, he's got obviously his Rock Nation connections and everything that goes apart. Part of that, you know, we get a lot of, uh, endorse a lot of sponsored stuff that people, other companies might cost them God knows how much money that people do for us just on, you know, just on the strength of relationships and just, you know, personal person, like I said, wh- how important it is to keep personal relationships, just to have good relationships and people work with each other and, you know, supporting Jim and supporting our other partners, myself, and just the the family that we build, put together. And that's that's really the most niche that we have is that that family and basically that dynamic that with the marketing and the social media and, you know, we've got probably over a billion impressions in the last year, you know, if we look at our numbers. So we've been really fortunate, you know, being on Forbes and being on, you know, Yahoo finance and CNBC and a lot of unbelievable press that we received. And, you know, it's just, we've been really fortunate this first year to, to really build our, build our namesake and build the, develop this brand where it would probably take other companies a, a lot more money and a lot more, um, more, even if they had the money, some of the 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 things that we were able to accomplish were just priceless, just because of uh, just because of relationships.
0: Gotcha. Now, you know, you said that in California and in Oregon, you are developing out a vertical uh, a situation in both where you. But how do you uh, maintain quality over your product? You actually have the manufacturing facility yourself, and you oversee that, or you have your people oversee that yeah we have a manufacturer in California
1: that we have quality control there our people are there to you know always making sure we have a, we have obvious sops in place certain criteria thc percentages, certain amount of buds that go into a jar uh certain amount like you know people use shake for their pre-rolls for example a lot of a lot of brands try to save money and try to you know cut corners we don't use we don't use any shake at all in our pre-rolls it's all buds that are broken up and then rolled and it's just like i said from the start to us it's really about getting a quality quality product to the end user even our vapes you know we don't just use a regular distillate we use a full spectrum oil that you know entails all the cannabinoids in place and it's you know we try to find the best possible products the cleanest possible products always innovative always trying to innovate and try to bring them to
0: market how do you maintain consistency from one batch to the next? Because we do know that cultivars change in one growth cycle. You have one product. The next growth cycle, even with the same strain, you'll have another product. It'll test out differently. So how do you do? You, how do you do? You try to uh, uniformly collect a lot of mass material and utilize that mass material as one, um, you know, like one year's product and then the next year's product. How do you do that? I mean, in 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 Oregon, for example,
1: with my brothers in my brother's farm, uh, we know that pretty much whatever strain he puts, you know, whatever strains were are growing at the time, he's growing at the time. He's um, he he knows it's been pretty consistent of what's been coming out. So I mean, is if we're growing. Uh, a wedding cake, or if we're growing a cookie or whatever it is, it usually consistently the same amount per light average and THC percentages are usually pretty uni- uniform. So it, it really all comes down to your genetics and really establishing over time, getting, weeding out the right genetics and weeding out the right plants and just, you know, keeping the ones, the moms that work for you. And when you have the right genetics, it's pretty much uniform, it's not like outdoor, it's all, all the weed that we grow are in or from indoor facilities facilities so you know obviously you still need to know what you're doing but it's a lot easier when you can control your environment you know exactly what what humidity you want you know exactly what 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 temperature you want your rooms in and you know everything is filtration system nutrients you're pretty much you pretty much if you know what you're doing you can you can pretty you can pretty much play the role of god so and make your product a pretty 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 high end
0: So. You know, if you had to, well, of course you have to, you've, you've picked, but I'm saying picking between the jewelry industry and this industry, what do you like the most about the cannabis industry? Honestly, there's a lot of things I can tell you more that
1: I don't like about the cannabis industry than I can tell you that I, what I like about the cannabis Let's industry. Let's talk a little I bit think, about that. What don't you like right now? about Yeah, the I mean, the fact that, you know, you have to have, you know, to be fully vertical, you have to have a facility in every state that it's legal. We can't cross borders. We can't write off a lot of the expenses. You know, we're not treated like real businessmen. They make it extremely difficult for us to make any type of money in the legalized cannabis space. You know, um, there's just, you know, the, 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 the Border of entry is extremely high. You need to have a lot of money to get into the space. In reality, if you want to be successful, I think that's. I think that needs to change. I think a lot of these programs that they're instituting with the, with the, you know, helping out the equity programs and all these programs where people that have been arrested for it. I think that that needs to change because the reality is that most of these people, you're giving them an opportunity, but at the same time, you're not because they don't have the funding <laughs> to, to to execute these licenses and these ideas for the most part. So they're going to need to partner up with other people that are going to take advantage of them. And it's just, I think that everything is, uh, is, is, there's a lot like I said, there's a lot of things. I can go a whole list of stuff, the taxation in California. I mean, there's tremendous amounts of I feel like flaws in the industry, but at the same time, you know, we're uh, we're pioneers. So this, I guess the stuff that we have to, to go through and break, hopefully break through to change it for the future. You know, hopefully if this company keeps going and my, my kids take it over, hopefully they'll have a lot easier time than, than what I'm going through.
0: Absolutely. And you know, I mean, uh, what's most important to you when, you know, when you're looking at, I, again, you just said you've got a gummy line coming out. What's, what, what's most important to you as you develop out new lines and, and new verticals? Uh, like,
1: for example, like, so one of the biggest problems I've seen here right now is that we're not, growing our own product right so i'm constantly on the hunt for white labeling in california the flower side of it you understand um and that's been a witch hunt for me because i mean last year sometimes i was able to i was paying fourteen hundred dollars a pound you know and then being able to turn that around and package it and still make some money now you know the prices have went up tremendously, where you have to pay maybe twenty six hundred to three thousand dollars a pound for the same thing I was paying for fourteen hundred just about a year ago, because of COVID and just because of the drought and the time of the year, and uh, a lot of more police busts and things in that nature, where there's less supply out there. So I think that um, I think that it just it became really difficult to. to you realized we can't make any money unless we're growing and being vertical ourselves. So I think that that in in itself is a couple million dollar investment. If you're lucky, if you do it on the low end, if you know for a 10,000 square foot, something that would be able to provide, you know, enough flour for a brand like myself.
0: Gotcha. And, and now you are in the process of building out your own grow right now.
1: Yeah. My, yeah. One of the partners in saucy is uh, about to finish uh, our, our grow that's going to be dedicated strictly for flour for a saucy.
0: and And you, you mentioned it. You said something about it, but let's talk a little bit about it. How has COVID impacted you and your business and the way you operate? I mean, at first it was
1: it was a little difficult because I couldn't travel and I am originally from New York and my family lived in New York at the time. So I was kind of stuck on the East coast for the first uh, three months when they were telling us to stay home. So I was the traveling end hurt because I couldn't move around. But as soon as I'm able to move around, things were, in terms of the, in terms of finding work is a little bit more difficult. People are scared. You know, they obviously they can sit home, collect a thousand dollars a week about right now with the stimulus package in between unemployment and, um, and the trump 600 bucks or whatever they want to call it the the extra 600 a week that people are getting from the federal government um so those workers they can sit home not make not do anything and make a thousand dollars a week right now so there's a little bit less incentive and a little bit harder to find good work uh but in terms of in sales sales have
0: been through the roof Good. You've seen sales. go to look. i got to do do so. i got to take a little break, pay a couple bills. Let me do that. I'll come back, and uh, let's talk a little bit more about what you see in the future, what's coming down the pike, okay? Uh, you listen to Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Our guest today is Mr. Alex Todd, who's the founder of Saucy Farms and Extracts. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back, and thanks so much for tuning in today to Let's Be Blunt with Montel, where we try to bring you some of the most up-to-date information we can on the cannabis industry. And our guest today happens to be Mr. Alex Todd, who is the Founder of Saucy Farms Extracts, but Alex, who is a world-renowned and known because he at one point was a celebrity jeweler to the A-list stars, stars and clientele that included Jay Z, Rihanna, Kevin Hart, and many, many more. And he's now partnered up with Mr. Jim Jones and developing out a, uh, we would say, a premier connoisseur line of cannabis that he has in the marketplace right now. And again, thanks so much to Alex for joining us today. Of course, my pleasure. Sure. you were saying, you know, uh, uh, for a little while there was tough being able to travel. It looks like travel is getting tough again because the numbers are going up around the country. But you still see, you know, a uh, a spike in sales. Is that right?
1: Yeah, sales have been great. Now, thank God, me and my family are all on the West Coast, so we're here. So we're at least I'm able to be on be out on the West Coast, so I can work. I could. I can move around at least now here in LA, at least visit, do meetings and do whatever else I can that I couldn't do when I was on the East Coast. So it'll become a little bit easier. And yeah, sales have been great. Since I've been back, especially now, we probably, it's half the month right now, we're probably having one of our best months this month. And, and to be honest with you, if I had more flour, I'd have even bit better sales. I just don't even have enough flour right now to put to, to put out there. It's just, it's, it's, it, we're at an incredible, incredible time to be in the in the cannabis business if you have flour right now or if you're a grower cultivator uh, you know it's the money right now is is great
0: and you uh again so are you are you carried is your brand carried in multiple dispensaries is that how you do it you have it licensed out multiple dispensaries yeah yeah. we have a sales team um we were we were in about 100
1: plus stores in california and we just launched out of Oregon, just literally just like a, a little while ago, two weeks ago. And we've been really hot out there as well. We should have a couple, you know, we should have a bunch of stores out there real soon. But yeah, our goal is to be everywhere. We don't we don't want to be in one or two places. Our goal is to be in every location and every, you know, in as many dispensaries as possible. And you plan on launching in Massachusetts in the, in the near future? Yeah, so Massachusetts is a little bit different. We're going to be, you know, completely, completely vertical there from hopefully from the start. But yeah, we'll have our own store, which is really cool. We'll have a flagship, and uh, you know, we'll be able to we're we'll by the UMass University, and there's some other cool things that are coming up in that area. We're right by the border of Yukon and uh, we're going to have another store hopefully in the Boston area. So we're excited about that. It's going to be our first East Coast project.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. And again, because it'll be completely vertical, you'll be growing, processing, and manufacturing all there, distributing through Massachusetts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Any plans for any other states, or are you going to roll out? Yeah, I mean, that's,
1: that's that's the goal, um, you know, get into as many states as possible. The key is to find the right partners, because as you know, like I discussed before, the annoyance and the new nuances of the laws where you can't basically sell unless you're producing in that state. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous if you had to drink wine that was produced in New Jersey, if you live in New Jersey. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense in the world. Um, But that's the type of of issues that we need to go through until the federal government gets off their ass and legalizes marijuana.
0: And, you know, you've been on the ground and been working with lots of different people in this industry now for a a year at least. And so what what are your thoughts and views about, you know, the next couple next coming six months, year? What do you think is gonna happen?
1: So I've been in this space already for like five years. Saucy's only been around for, for a year um and you know we've obviously seen a lot of great steps a lot of great movement i think right now in the next six months i think we're going to see a lot of things develop in new jersey new york a lot of the east coast states i think florida's going to start coming around start changing their laws and i think i'm hoping that within the next year or two i would hope sooner but within the next two years i'm hoping that the federal government will finally find a way to legalize it and um finally start to be able to taxate and start being able to create jobs for so many people that are still working and doing it illegally when they don't need to i mean if they create business for them let these people pay taxes and let them sell weed if that's what they enjoy and that's what they want to do and they want to hustle marijuana and they want to be distributors whichever way they do it whether it's hand to hand or on a car or or in a store or whatever way they people want to sell the product i think they should be able to do so just like you know liquor lightly if you have a liquor store you can sell you can sell liquor i don't I, to any, from anywhere in the country you don't have, you can get wine from france and you can get you can get wine from california in your liquor store and that's the same way it should be in uh with with the weed
0: and you know you're looking in california where you know i know that the industry has been really kind of crippled a little bit by the gray dark market that has been burgeoning because of the level of taxes that have been extracted in California and some of the, the daunting municipality rules and regulations. What do you think about the black market impact on this industry?
1: Yeah, I mean that's where that's that's where people are that's where that's why one of the reasons why right now this uh, this economy is thriving because there's a lot less and less of the black market the police are trying to you know to slow that down which is great, you know, and I think that that's one of the reasons why there's a lot less supply out there and people are being forced to go to dispensaries and, uh, and, and start buying it legally. But yeah, I mean, it's much easier to get for a guy to, to buy it from a guy on the street and not pay a lot less, pay a lot less in taxes and probably get a, a better quality product. So, I mean, it's a, it's kind of hard, you know. You're you're. St- I'm stuck in a spot where, hey, do I call my friend Joe, who's got a better product for cheaper, or do I go to, you know, X Y Z and pay a little bit more, and um, you know, not have not maybe the product's not as good.
0: Right, gotcha. Well, the product line is called Saucy Farms and Extracts. It's available in dispensaries. If somebody wants to get more information, Alex, where do they go? Where do they go to get more information? You go to today?
1: saucyfarms.com. Uh, you can go to saucy.la. Our website, our Instagram is saucy extracts and saucy extract. We have a couple of them because you know Instagram's funny. Sometimes they shut you down, so we had a couple of backups. So um, and yeah, you can find uh, Jim Jones at Jim Jones, obviously our
0: partner, and uh, we're all over. Just Google us. And now, do you plan on expanding out your celebrity line, or you just intend to stay with one celebrity, meaning Jim Jones' line? Do you plan on having other celebrity lines out? Yeah, it? I think we're you know we're 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 definitely
1: always looking for the right fit. It's got to be right. Like it's got to be organic. It's not just I want to get post Malone because he looks like he smokes a lot. So it's got to be organic. It's got to be like a family, someone that we actually fuck with. I don't know if I could say that here, but you know, somebody that we mess with and, uh, you know, someone that's part of the family and that we want to work together. Like I'm at a point in my life that if I don't want to spend the money with you and I don't want to, I don't want to make it with you. So I want to make money with people I want to spend it with. And um, I think that's very important.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here and being a part of Let's Be Blown with Montel today. You've been listening to Alex Todd, who is the founder and CEO of Saucy Farms and Extracts. And you can get that product if you go into Oregon or into California. It's in dispensary. So just go out there and take a look at it. And I guess when they go to your website, you'll tell them where to go to pick a product.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. We have a store locator on there, and uh, give us a,
0: give us a shout. Absolutely. We've been tuned into Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Make sure you tune into our next edition.